to another episode of the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor, recovering perfectionist. Having thrived in a male-dominated, commission-based industry, I'm passionate about helping women boldly pursue their life goals. In this space, we build confidence with our mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. I believe that your life manifests as a result of who you are, not what you do, and that your personality creates your personal reality. Join this growing community to increase your net worth by increasing your self-worth. Now let's jump into today's topic. Hello, hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I am so excited about today's topic because I have been thinking about it a lot this week. And this topic actually is something I referenced in the last episode, and that was this idea of constriction. And I wanted this to be one of the next episodes we did because A, I mentioned it in the last episode and I didn't get to get to it. And then B, because I feel like this is showing up for me in so many ways. So let's talk about constriction and what I mean, how it's showing up, and how this could be something that is impacting you in your life. So How this came up for me initially, I take a yoga class every Sunday with this individual that I adore. He always brings a phenomenal message to our class, and one of our classes recently was about dukkha. And dukkha is the idea, and it actually shows up in many religions, specifically Buddhism, Hinduism, Jainism. That is where you see it the most often. It is this idea of pain, of suffering, of constriction, of tightness of holding in, if you will. And so the instructor brought it up because he was like, I want you to be thinking about this idea of dukkha, this pain, this suffering throughout your yoga practice and how that is showing up in this practice. So when you inhale, that's dukkha. And then when you exhale, that's the release, that's the letting go. And what is the quality and the difference in that feeling and that energy when you're you're in that moment. And then how throughout our yoga practice can we play with this idea of expansion and then contraction? That inhale, the exhale, this unease of holding a position that's really hard and really uncomfortable and your brain is just telling you to stop, to let go, to go ahead and go onto your knees, whatever it is, this like really tough, constricted position and then feeling that release afterward and that exhale and that and that de-stress. It's that idea of the push and the pull, the yin and the yang, the, the restriction and the release, tension followed by space. That is the idea of constriction, of dukkha, and being mindful of how that is showing up. And so he was bringing it up in reference to our yoga practice, what we were doing in that moment, what our bodies were doing, that feeling of discomfort followed by the joy of the release. And then not only how that shows up in our yoga practice, and that's what makes this a practice, right, is because there's lessons learned in the practice that can be applied to your life afterward. And that was the connection that I was just like, mind blown. How is that showing up in your life? Where are moments where you're experiencing dukkha, 
constriction. And then where are moments where you're having that release, that expression, that expansion? And so I left that class and I was really just thinking about that for weeks on end, thinking about where is constriction showing up? Where is the release showing up? And as I mentioned in my last episode, I noticed that with the podcast specifically, there were a lot of areas, a lot of moments of constriction for me. And that's why I had to reset my boundaries for the podcast, as I mentioned in that last episode. That has allowed me to release that section of constriction and increase the expansion toward the podcast and how that feels and allowing that to integrate. So then I started wondering, where else can I play with this idea of constriction? Where else can I play with this idea of expansion? Where are all the areas in my life that I feel that constriction, I feel that suppression, that feeling of tightness, that I don't know what it is, but it's kind of jarring and annoying and uncomfortable. And it just has that feeling of like, even what my voice is doing right now, that tone, that like, that is the constriction, that is the dukkha. So where is that showing up in my life? And that's when I created a list. Here's all the areas in my life where I'm feeling that resistance. And I know we talked about resistance in the past with manifestation. And I know we'll talk about it a million more times. (laughs) But where in my life is there blockage? Is there something where I'm not feeling energetically expansive? And this created a beautiful moment for me to say, okay, let's breathe into that. Let's just start becoming aware We don't need to change. We just need to become aware of where we're feeling that constriction. And as I created this list, I looked at it and I said, okay, it's okay that some of these things may always be constrictive. I don't know. Maybe they won't be. But for right now, it's okay to allow some of those things to remain as they are. But there's also a couple places and a couple things on that list where I can look at it and I'm like, you know what? That doesn't have to feel like constriction. That can actually feel more like expansion. For me, the podcast was one of those things. There were also other areas in my life where I looked at it and said, there's a lot of constriction there. Where can we find expansion? And so one of those things is commercial real estate. That is something that I still do actively. I still help people with office space today. And I noticed that there was some constriction in the way I was going about my business. And I thought, okay, That is an area that I adopted early on based on the behaviors of other people in my industry and what they were doing. It feels like constriction for me because that doesn't feel authentic to me. That does not feel like something I want to be doing in that way. That was obviously their way and it served me for a long time to mimic that. And now that I'm coming into my own, I'm stepping into my own authenticity and my own divine energy, I realize that some of these things don't work for me. And that's okay. And using this exercise of where am I experiencing this dukkha or where do I want to experience less of it, I was able to point to some of these things and say, you know what? This right here is an area of my life where I feel that constriction. I think about acting or doing or whatever it is in a certain way that does not feel in alignment, and I immediately have that constriction. So 
that tells me that constriction, that resistance, that resentment in some cases can be a couple things. It could be A, a sign that a boundary of mine has been crossed, which can sometimes be as simple as and or separate from me not doing something that is in alignment with me and my new authentic self or what has always been my authentic self that maybe I didn't always recognize. And so some of these things that I've been doing for years do not serve me in the direction that I'm going. And it's okay to release some of these habits, some of these procedures, some of these processes that don't align with where I'm moving. And that's okay. And that's important to recognize. So that's really what I want to talk about today is this idea of the constriction and the release and how is it showing up for us, not only in your yoga practice, right, which is where I initially learned about it, but then where is it showing up elsewhere in your life, in your love life, in your career, in your friendships with your family, right? Another thing that caused constriction for me for years was the idea of the holidays, Every time I thought about the holidays, I thought about the stress of traveling and where I had to go and who I had to please and the gifts we had to buy, and I got constriction. That was a feeling of like, ugh, I didn't want to deal with that. And that was an area for me to be like, the holidays are not supposed to be about constriction. They're supposed to be about expansion. So what do I need to do for myself to get back to that expansive energy, to get to release some of this constrictive energy? So that's just one example. Another example of this is friendships. Recently, I had to look at my friendships and say, okay, what are the things that I enjoy doing with my friends that make me feel good, that make me feel energized, that make me feel expansive? And then what are the things that I do with my friends that make me feel drained and tired and constrictive or even resentful? And becoming aware of what those different things were So that I can, in the future, make an active choice to only choose the things that really bring that expansive energy. And if I choose something that is more constrictive, if I know about it ahead of time, I can prepare my energy for that. And I'm going to be much better off in the end as opposed to just showing up and then wondering why I'm so drained afterward. It's that active choice. It's that agency in what we're doing. That mindfulness, that ever-present quality that we want to keep in our lives. So think about this idea of constriction and expansion over the course of your week and just wonder where these things are showing up and how they're showing up for you and where there are areas where there is a lot of constriction. Can you look at that from a bunch of different angles and wonder, is it the act itself or is there something within the act, right? Because sometimes it's just a small component of something that brings us constriction and not the component itself right? The example of my podcast. The podcast does not feel constrictive for me. It feels very expansive, but there were certain parts of it that felt constrictive, the scheduling, the topics. And so releasing those aspects that caused the constriction allowed the rest of it to feel expansive, allowed the rest of the energy to change. And so asking yourself, Where are those moments? Where are those nuggets where I can identify it and say that is where the constriction is coming from? As an example, if you are someone that does business development for a company and for whatever reason you love your job, you love business development, but maybe you hate cold emails or maybe you hate cold calls. Okay, that's constriction. So if that's constriction, identify what about that 
could be the constriction, right? I had a friend recently where we were talking about this and she said, I don't love cold calls because they're never effective anyway. And you could, of course, wonder what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? Was it the expectation that created that result or was it the results that created that expectation? At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It was constriction for her. And so I said, what do you need to change about that? Or can you change anything about that to change the energy? Because how you're showing up is how others are going to respond to you. And so when we sat with it, she said, you know what? Cold calls and cold emails just don't work for me. Instead, I feel much better about contacting the people I already have good relationships with and asking for their referrals and their da 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 And she was like, that feels good. That feels expansion. I have all these great ideas coming in. All of a sudden, when I made that shift and that that change in my decision of what I was going to do, all these ideas flooded into my mind about different ways I could take this. And not all of them might be the norm. Not all of them might be what is standard for your industry. And that's okay. But what I find is that when we find wherever that plug or wherever that Wherever that pinch is occurring in our life, usually when we release that pinch, all these ideas, all this energy come flooding to you. So that's true for me. I don't want to say that's true for everyone. But if you ever have a moment where you're like, this this little pinch, this little constriction is not working when I release it here, all of a sudden all these ideas are coming into my mind, do not let your ego talk you out of those things. Because that's what happens for me sometimes is that I get all these beautiful ideas, all this rush of energy, and I get excited about all these different ideas and these different aspects and these different possibilities in which I could take take my life. And without fail, a few minutes later, the ego comes whoop, coming on in. It's like, hey, girl, I see you have all these great ideas. I see you have all this expansion coming for you. But you know what? Expansion means change, and I don't love that. So we're going to find all these ways to convince you to just go back to the status quo. We love our egos, right? They have the best of intention for us, but we know that they fear change. And so kindly push your ego to the side and be like, thank you, love you, have a seat in the passenger seat. You are not driving. And then you move forward with the changes you need to make to reduce that constriction. And I want to talk a little bit about that ego piece because it can show up a lot in constriction and in resistance. And I read once that there are two types of resistance, overt and covert, which is catchy. (laughs) Another way to say that is external and hidden from sight, right? The really obvious and then the things that aren't so present. The really obvious, the overt would be things like, I'm really trying to win business and it's not happening for me. Or I'm really trying to get this new job at this at X, Y, and Z company and it's not happening. Or I'm really trying to manifest my soulmate, this person that I really want, like this is exactly what I want from that person and they're not coming. It's that I feel like I'm doing everything that I can and yet it's not happening. That is overt resistance. And overt resistance, from my experience, usually happens for a couple reasons. One, it is because that there is a better idea, a better plan in play for us from the universe. The universe is like, there is a 
better solution, idea, person, job, whatever it is. They know better and they know what's in your best interest. The problem is, is that you may not be aligned with that yet or open to it yet. And so the resistance is, is that you and your expectation is the resistance. It's what's keeping you from getting the thing that is rating right there for you. It's kind of like the universe has the best option, the best solution that you haven't even thought of in the wings, ready to hit the stage. But you're like, wait, hold on. I'm not finished with my aria, my solo, and I'm going to keep going. And the universe is like, hold on, but I got this really great thing for you. And you're like, yes, one moment. And you just keep going. And the universe is like, when is this bitch going to be done? I got some great shit for her here. (laughs) It's probably not a great metaphor, but you get what I mean, right? We can get in our own ways because of what we think, what we perceive, what we expect to be our solution or the next step for us. That can be overt resistance. The other version of overt resistance is coupled with covert resistance. And that's when we think we want one thing and we are actively making choices and decisions and habits toward that one thing. But subconsciously, right, bringing up those core values, those limiting beliefs, the shadow work, the inner work, subconsciously, we're like, you know, I don't know. I don't know about that thing. Like, sounds great, but I have my doubts. I have my reservations. And that side of you is keeping you from getting what you want as well. And so covert can show up in the overt. And I'm kind of loving that these things rhyme, by the way. (laughs) So this overt resistance is our sneaky little friend. It can show up as procrastination, avoidance. I would actually even say that avoidance could be covert and overt because on the one hand, we know we're actively avoiding things. We might be choosing to binge Netflix or choosing to pursue social media as opposed to doing the thing we know we need to be doing. So we're cognizant to one extent, but we're not fully cognizant and fully presently aware of what all's going on. And so there's also a component of that covert quality where there is a part of us that's like, I'm actually trying to protect myself from this, this, and this. We're not consciously aware of what that protection factor is. And that's where our covert side is coming in to be like, you know what? We fear this thing. We're going to protect ourselves from that thing. And sometimes protection can just come from the ego. The ego is saying, you know what? I don't love change. I don't love it when things are unknown in my future. I know that if I sit here and scroll Netflix or binge, scroll Netflix or binge social media, (laughs) I guess you could say that either way. If I binge Netflix or scroll social media, I know my outcome. My outcome is the same. It's status quo. It's kind of that idea of like the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know, right? I know that if I sit here and do nothing and avoid, I can expect my status quo. My status quo is not too bad. I'm cool with staying here. That's fine. But if I make a change, all of a sudden I jump to the unknown and that's terrifying because I have no fucking idea what the unknown looks like right? It could be great, but it could be a hell of a lot worse. And if it could be a hell of a lot worse, which is always where our ego is going to jump to, right? It's always going to jump to the worst case scenario. Then what incentive does it have to help us get there? It's going to be like, you know what? We're good with status quo. We are good with staying here. 
So we are going to put in some avoidant activities. We're going to put some covert resistance here, and we're just going to convince ourselves to maintain the status quo. So sometimes our resistance, our constriction can show up in the form of our egos trying to protect ourselves. But that's what's so beautiful about this idea of constriction, because it's not just what activities am I doing that cause constriction and resistance, but what emotions am I experiencing that feel constrictive or restrictive? And what's beautiful about being able to open it up to not just what am I doing, but how am I feeling? That's when you get to ask yourself, okay, am I happy with the situation? And it's really hard for your covert resistance, your your ego, to hide things from you when you start asking these really direct questions. And I love the ego, right? They're our bestie. They They always have our best intention at heart. They may not get it always right. Usually they don't get it right. But they always have our best intention at heart. And so they hide these things from us because they're like, I don't want you to know this thing. It's ugly and I don't want you to see it. But it's really beautiful to ask the questions and to be direct and then get feedback from it. Like, you know what? No, this is where the resistance is. I'm not feeling good about the situation. I'm not feeling good about the fact that I haven't experienced growth or change in these areas. And that's uncomfortable for me. And I recognize why the ego has kept me here because it has felt safe. It has felt comfortable. And I've liked maintaining status quo because it's better than the worst case scenario. But now that I've been in the status quo for so long, now I'm starting to feel constriction because I'm no longer okay with the status quo on a conscious level, even though my ego is. And so that disconnect creates that constriction, that dissatisfaction, that lack of fulfillment. And that's why I think it can be really beautiful to address your emotions, your feelings, to be like, where am I feeling constriction within my emotions? That is a good indicator of where you might need to pay attention and where you might need to find opportunities for expansion. So I hope this chat on constriction versus expansion has helped you. It is amazing how many ways this has showed up in my life since having had that lesson in my yoga slash, I like to call it my church. I don't go to church. This is my church, I would say. But I really appreciate that message because it has resonated throughout so many areas of my life and so much so that I wanted to bring it all to you because I think this message is so profound and so helpful. And I hope you sit with it and I hope you think about this idea of constriction and notice where in your life you are feeling constriction and giving yourself the freedom to explore that. And not labeling whatever constriction is present in your life as bad, but just noticing it and saying, do I like this or do I not like this? Is this helping me in some way or is it not? And it's okay if it is. It's okay if it's not. Just being mindful, being aware, being present with that and making an active choice to change or to stay the same. I'm never going to judge you whether or not you choose to make a change or not, but I think it's important that you are actively making that choice as opposed to reacting in default, reacting to habits. That's what we're here to do. We're here to be fucking change makers. We're not here for the status quo and to live a passive life. We're here to grab life by the fucking balls and just like, we're here to live it, right? We're here to be active, present members living in our present reality with our lives. Sorry, I feel like I was a little aggressive in my language, but you know what? Fuck it. It came out. That's where we're going with it. 
so thank y'all for hanging out with me today. I really appreciate you sitting here with me in this moment and just thinking about that and taking that time throughout your day, your week, your month, in your next conversation, in your next meeting, in your next date night, in your next job interview, whatever it is. Notice where this constriction is showing up. Notice where that expansion is showing up, right? I feel like maybe I didn't spend too much time on the expansion, but notice where that's happening and then figure out where can I bring this expansion throughout other areas of my life? What is it about this that feels so expansive? And how can I integrate that quality into some of these constrictive points? How can I integrate that into other areas and just really bring this flow of expansive energy into other areas? I think that could be a really beautiful, powerful fucking exploration for you. I really do. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. I love you guys, and I will catch y'all in the next episode. I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode. If you want to check out the show notes, head over to www.themodernmanifestation.com forward slash blog. If you're loving this podcast, please drop me a review, share this episode with a loved one, and follow me on Instagram at Modern Manifestation. I love y'all so much, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.